Are we, are we recording? We are. Why don't you lead us off? Uh, it's been a really long time since we've done this. I forgot who we are or why we're here. It's only been two weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so much has happened, you know? I really I feel like I've been transformed. Uh, you know, I'm a fake L.A. bitch now. Uh, I'm a clout shark. A lot's happened. Anyway, uh, this is Vanderpod, the premiere, the only Vanderpump Rules podcast we're laying down the we're gonna recap the two episodes we missed because this podcast still exists stop mentioning getting my mentions about it um we're gonna provide analysis and last but not least we were at all except for villavanka of the uh lisa vanderpump properties over this little hiatus and we're gonna tell you all about it yes friends (laughs) listeners I understand we're 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 a couple shows behind. We uh, we did not come out with that content over the the holiday break. Sometimes life happens, you know. But it's not just like we were on vacation or something. No, we were doing research for the show. It was a working holiday for sure. As Catherine alluded to, we took a little sojourn among <laughs> the Philistines <laughs> in California, Woo! and as part of that trip, we went to. All of the Lisa Vanderpump restaurants, save for Villa Blanca, because that's that's where you bring your wife. Your not, wife. Not we're, your, not we're, we're not about that. We, I, all I can say is, sir, is definitely the restaurant you go to to bring your mistress if you're Italian. Yep. Or yep. not from America. That's if you're from Eastern Europe. That's why or, we went. Yeah. That's why exactly. Will, Will took me there. Um. Yeah. If if you're Euro trash, that's oh, where you take I'm, your mistress. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Will Meneker. I'm Catherine Krieger. And this is uh, Vanderpod. Uh, so this episode, we're n- we have episodes to catch up on. So we are going to break down the two episodes, episodes four and five, Lisa's Dilemma and Ice Queens. We are going to, you know, we're not going to have the same quite level of like granular detail and focus as you're used to. Maybe you've come to expect, <coughs> but, but get over it. We've got uh, we've got some lost time to make up for, and more importantly, we have to. We got to get to the good stuff and uh, tell you about our experience. Trans- transformative. Our, our experience at all of the Vanderpump properties uh, in West Hollywood. So why don't we begin, uh, before we get there, let's break down the latest two episodes, starting with Lisa's Dilemma. And this episode, um, the first thing I noticed in this is Jackson and Brittany beginning their beer cheese empire. Yeah, it's it's going great already because you have Jax literally uh, googling like how to do food. Uh, uh, his part <laughs> of the he, his part of the deal for running his all business running this business is uh, googling how to sell food, and he's like, "Wow, Which, you know, this you is know, more complicated." Fair, fair question, but it, as it turns out, uh, you can't just sell shit you made in your kitchen. No, you need to have a commercial kitchen if you're going to sell food. And that like is, Brittany you know, said the word permits, and Jax was like, "What?" <laughs> So that's going great. I expect that'll be brought to to a mass market, you know, certainly by by Q3 or 4 of this year. That beer cheese is coming. Uh secret to the good beer cheese using very stale beer. Yeah, she was pouring some some light ass beer in there. Got to say would eat. Looked good. I'm a Wisconsin girl. I'm going to dip the shit in the cheese. <laughs> beer cheese is like is like uh white people queso, basically. Oh god, you're right. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah. Man. So, um, but white people love queso. Like queso is already kind of white people queso. 
but it's it's like it's it's, fr- it's from their own, you know. It's yeah, they're definitely eating a lot of queso in Mexico on their nachos. They love it. They can't get enough of that authentic queso, that authentic <laughs> Mexican queso in in Mexico. <laughs> um, my first uh, my first song cue note, a uh, little tune that little tune you might recognize. It sounds a little like this. I'm feeling jaded. <laughs> I'm feeling jaded. That's same. That's yeah. Same, honestly. <laughs> come on, we haven't done. Yeah, we come back to me when you've done 250 plus episodes of this. I don't, and feel, then you can, I don't oh. feel podcast jaded. Oh, okay. I'm feeling jaded. No, I feel jaded returning to the city. You know, returning to the big shitty after it's, it's cold. Wonderful here Southern California. I like being with the beautiful people in the low lighting. So, um, also in this episode, we get to see the beginnings of. Tom and Tom uh, interviewing for their bar staff. And uh, on our last episode, we said we were very much looking forward to the seeing the professionalism that would shine through here. I think it basically lived up. And true to form, you had uh, Tom Sandoval and Lisa's words treating each applicant like they were going to be appointed to the Supreme Court. And like right in LOL. front of them, just being like like asking a guy. And I, you know what? Actually, I kind of got to give Tom respect for like seeing through people's job interview bullshit well because he i mean he clearly knows because he's lied on resumes before but like with the one guy who was like um yeah i'm a mixologist i you know make craft cocktails and tom was like do you have any pictures of your craft cocktails he was like well, he's no. like, well not not on me well but then he asked what's a dry martini and the guy didn't know which is like all right bitch you're not any kind of ologist if uh and then uh, we have, of course, Tom Schwartz, who just wants to hire everyone. There really, I observed during the episode, there was like no spectrum at all. It was just two poles. Tom Schwartz is like talking about himself and being like, oh, I'm, you're my best friend now. And Sandoval is literally like drawing on people's resumes and being like, well, this is a huge red flag. And like they're uh, uh, and they're meeting with Lisa, I think, like at her house early on, yeah, and I, or or maybe at like the at the restaurant. I forget. And uh, I, I think uh, Tom Schwartz or one of them just says, "Hey, what can we do to help?" You know, and I I, I love I that. Think it's Sandoval. Uh, Sandoval. Yeah. He's like, well, "Hey, we just what can we do to help?" Because like yeah. that's what you want to hear from like your business partners, like you, them coming to you, being like, "Hey, just give me something to do." You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, Lisa's got her hands full. Um, and uh, you know they always pick up the slack like that that great errand she sends one of the toms on to be like literally just count the shirts that are in the back of that car in a box or something and he comes and then they cut uh, great editing again they cut between him in an interview being like you know even as a young lad I loved numbers and mathematics and then he just he's he's like there are like 40 shirts and there were like twice that many like dude what are you Anyway, my favorite part of this, or one of my favorite parts of this episode, of which uh, there were many, um, was the absolute alpha move. I think this is pretty early on. Uh, Sheena's talking about, like, you know, basically new year, new me. I'm moving out of this uh, West Hollywood apartment that I moved into, and then Shay moved into, and, you know, so she's getting a fresh start living in the marina, and uh, she's getting ready in her Sheena-esque way to basically friend break up with James because that's the cool thing to do at the moment. And uh, James is right. All the other girls have basically been like, uh, you're fake unless you do this. And she's like, okay, I'll do it. Uh, but she does this after he's literally moved all of the shit out of her apartment. <laughs> I didn't think James was the kind of guy to like literally help a woman 
and even like a casual friend move and then right once the boxes are out he's like soak you know it's, he said it was like 100 degrees he's like sweating he sits down on the floor and she's like all right we got to talk um you know we're not like best friends right absolute alpha move and uh i also like it at one point sheena says um i can tell i haven't taken my anxiety medicine today and it's just like well wouldn't you just remember that like you don't need to like tell yourself i mean i guess if you're having she's feel she's feeling a little anxious she was she, was saying, she, saying she was saying it for the camera to, to break up to break up with james right you know? which um, i didn't know th- it was never like portrayed that they were that close but for the fact that uh both of them are kind of perpetually on the outs so they have yeah. that, they have that outsiders alliance going on but hilarious that she's and he points this out he's like bitch i just helped you move which I've said this before, I will say it until I die. Helping someone move is like some true ride or die shit. Like you don't offer to help someone move and then actually do it unless you're like the day one. Seriously, day because one. moving fucking sucks, and yeah, he did it's it the all. Worst. Oh, I yeah. Um, my next uh, song cue. It's <laughs> um, it's burning up the charts right now, and I think you might like it. A little it song you might know. A little song you might know. It's called. I'm single and I like it this way. I'm single and I like it this way. He's really feeling himself. <laughs> um, we then get to see uh, in a, a scene I, I very much enjoyed um, inside uh, Stasi's apartment. Uh, Ariana comes in and Stasi is like in some sort of VR world, like fucking lawnmower man with like the headset. <laughs> And like the, she's like hey, do, doing some. She's such a secret nerd. And yeah. She's like she's basically like I'm a gamer. Yeah. She Stasi she, is a gamer. She's a gamer. And, and we, we get to see this episode. S- uh, flexing some of the new uh, creative direction on the show. Stasi literally says at one point, um, she basically says like my life a damn video game, <laughs> which is like real sociopath hours if you think about it. Because w- what you're saying there is basically like. I view myself as like the protagonist of the universe. You guys are all NPCs. And like everyone around me is just sort of a <laughs> robot or like non-entity that's either like, there to I be destroyed or, or shoot you and like it'll it'll just reset at the end of the day. Or used or yeah. yeah or just you know run over Which, with a car or yeah. or you know um, maybe uh, shot off the back of uh, a horse uh, while no, during a stagecoach no, robbery. Not, hey there, Mister. Take this to your horse. Reach game. for the no, sky. No. This is not no wagon. This is Arthur Morgan. This is no wagon simulator bullshit. <laughs> no. My life of movie. And then we get to see like a, a retro like gaming montage of Stasi's greatest hits, like playing the video game. Oh, like Web 2.0. Yeah, and like just doing the boss her, fight. Her like, sock and Kristen. Yeah. Classic. And she's leveling up and then she gets to the boss fight with Lisa. Which is and Lisa. She's like, Lisa's the boss, like, of course. You hate me, Lisa. And Lisa's you like, I don't, I don't care enough about you to hate you. <laughs> K.O. Like, Game over. I know. That was good. Woo. I like that. I like that. I like that. They really, like, they well, must have a new editor or producer on this season because. They're doing, yeah. They're going for it. I and, like it. Uh, I appreciate the initiative, honestly. Uh, of course, uh, Ariana and Stasi are there to plan their joint birthday party, which we will see in, in, the, n- in the second episode. Huge twist. About. Yeah. You would have told me, uh, if, I, if I could go back in time and tell myself, Stasi and uh, Ariana having a birthday together when I was watching, you know, uh, even last season, I would have said, lady, you're crazy. Uh, they hate each other, but, you know, they're kind of come from the same cloth in a lot of ways. And they seem to, you know, call each other on their shit. A joint birthday party full of people who love you is much better than a solo birthday party 
in a house full of like fake bitches who are hungry and they're looking to eat honestly they're looking to eat that that clout so true they're looking to eat up all that clout that's so true um we then we then get um uh a scene of james and his entire family his entire family we've never seen two brothers we've never seen james's brothers before we get to see uh james and his mom his mom being sober (laughs) is like a big part of these next two episodes she's been sober for like nine months sober and james is like literally saying i've been sober four days which again i guess if you're in recovery it's that first day that counts the most or whatever but you know i'm sorry not really we we have heard this with james (laughs) not really a big uh you know achievement (laughs) they don't hand out a chip for four days but i I haven't yeah i haven't gotten drunk in like a half a week yeah um but okay a couple notes about um james's family first of all i know we've seen him before on the show but (laughs) <laughs> holy shit his dad is <laughs> such a goon like the reddest face bloke i've ever glimpsed that's that's the gammon look as they say in the uk that's it's the new slur they use for like uh p- people who want brexit and whose faces oh, really? whose head looks what like is, a thumb what does that mean a gammon refers to a, like a like a pig like a red hog Wow, and it's like basically I'm like sorry, if your I head can, looks I like can a really see it if your head looks like a thumb and you're one of those British guys who like inexplicably gets too much sun and is like entirely red that's that's a gammon oh well it's probably a skin condition i don't think they're actually getting too much sun yeah it's called being british that's the skin (laughs) condition and okay uh another note about his family he's got a middle brother who looks slightly like him and then he has a youngest brother who looks looks exactly like like his dad and it's one of those things where like he got all of the dad dna and it's just like oof buddy I, i said this during the show um now you're you're saying it uh, well i mean it's <laughs> just this is an observation that i think can be you it know, really shit. is no it really is like a spectrum like james uh what you said on the show what you said while wrestling is that james is the most attractive and that you, you would uh that's not no 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 throw me down a well absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not i'm not attracted to james uh bo call me all i said about james was uh He's objectively clearly has the best uh, set of he drew the best hand in that genetic roll of the dice. How's that for a mixed metaphor? (laughs) Middle child looks pretty British, but still serviceable. And then I'm sorry, that young one just all the dad genes. It was so that was incredible. To me, the most interesting thing was the middle brother looks kind of like james but like the other thing a like, little but like, like ginger almost. but he looks just so british Those that like teeth. he can't possibly be attractive yeah. like he's just he's he's he went to college to play footy though. oh yeah and he's oh. going to he's going to study soccer yeah. to be a soccer coach yeah. so that's cool um and then we get to see you know james uh before the hammer comes down on him at the end of this episode you get to see james this is yeah this providing is james in happier times <laughs> you get to see james providing for his family and just being like, he gave his brother $5,000 and then just like meals and, on me, guys. And yeah, and picked up the tab, which is hints at things to come, which we, you know, find out later. He's basically supporting his entire family. Like, I'm skeptical about the oh, extent to which that's true. I, he's, it's been alluded to before that okay. basically like his dad is kind of a ne'er-do-well and I don't know what his mom is Okay, later, going on. later we find, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to the second episode, but later, not. We find out his dad is currently crashing with James's old roommate, oh. the weirdo Paul, who he lived one in like a mattress. One of the weirdest, on- one of the weirdest, least explained storylines was James just 
we've talked about this before, but just like sleeping in the corner of some guy's living room, a clearly older gay man, and like a guy who would be like, "Oh, do you want to get dinner?" We, like they've only committed to film like one clip of it, but it's one of my favorite things ever, and they replayed <laughs> it again. And James is just sitting at his beat table <laughs> doing beats, and then Paul, who's like probably fifty-five, if like at the youngest. Oh, just wearing a no, black he's, he's probably, like, upper 40s for sure. A middle-aged <laughs> man in, like, a black, tight black T-shirt and then, like, eight gold chains just yeah. going, hey, James, what are, you, what are you doing later tonight? You want to you have dinner? I, I feel like I'm I going owe out you to a, dinner. I feel like I owe you a dinner. And you it's d- like, and then James what? like, no, mate, I'm, I'm chilling in. i got, got to work on these beats. You know, it's just you know vaguely uncomfortable. It's yeah. like you, no one wants to hang out with their random roommate uh, like to begin with. like 30 years older and than you. And they particularly don't want to if it's a really weird situation like that so See, then we find out james's dad is crashing with that guy so again i guess maybe you're right maybe he is really maybe that's the next spin-off uh, <laughs> it's a reality spin-off show, reality show. Yeah. didn't that happen Two in old the last books. season what were we watching that just it just became another reality show oh that was um no that was in vanderpump when it was like the summer rental one or summer house that was so weird yeah i just thought i was way too high it just became that was like An- more than one episode. It was a double episode, and it just like it, rather than ending, it just like spun into the summer house cast. Yeah, just like a bunch of like and other blonde people, and I were like, I was like, where are the blondes we know? These are the East Coast blonde people. <sighs> so uh, moving on from there, we then got to see um, Lala confront Raquel again post Pride party. But okay, first of all, Raquel, no, Lala is uh, back from New York. Uh, she was in New York. She's been on the red carpet. She's been on the red carpet for the premiere. In that arm candy. Of Gotti. Oscars. Pr- produced by her man. Gotti, honestly, one of the finest films of 2018. <laughs> Probably the best film I saw in theater this year. James will note later, to his credit, that it has a 0% on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, in case you're not uh, getting the joke. Um, go back and listen to the Chapo Trap House episode about Gotti. No, 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 no other <laughs> podcast exists. Uh, and dude uh, Gotti was Gotti was so fucking good and the fact that Lala's man uh, produced it is just so fucking well, perfect well that was part of the reason you were interested in seeing the movie at all in addition to your healthy no, I had no clue in addition to your healthy interest in terrible oh movies. no no when I saw the movie I had no clue whatsoever that oh, he was oh did we find that out after I fu- no I found this out like that last really, week that really sweetened the pot because it was it was still in the you know this was earlier late last year when there was still a uh, mystery shrouding randall you know yeah. she never named him he was never shown so the fact that like he was a person with a job uh was endlessly fascinating to us um and then like uh lisa's like so how did it go and like lala's of course this is a movie that was panned universally zero percent like regard is one of the most atrocious films ever made John Travolta, though. Uh, amazing performance. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing performance. Who directed it? G- fucking the guy who played E on Entourage. Oh, right. Which is like hilarious. That's, that's what you, happened. If you watched Entourage, Gotti is a movie that they would make on that show, in the universe of that show, as a joke. Like, I, I love... They did a Pablo movie in Entourage that w- is like what this movie turned into. I love into. like singularity and culture, honestly. It's incredible. And what I love about what Lala said, like Lisa was like, so how was it? And like... La La, you know, aware that this movie is considered a dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute dog shit. supportive and defensive. And man. She, uh, what she says, it's like the way she tries to play it, it was like, you know, I think like Hollywood, they just don't know what to make of like, you know, it's a mafia movie. And they don't know what like, they, 
and when things like that are glorified, like they don't know how to like make of it, which is funny. Like it's the first fucking gangster movie that's ever been which made. Which is really funny on two levels because one, the idea that like oh Hollywood when they they don't like movies that glorify crime and what? criminality. It's like what the fuck? All these people are like hanging out with Brian Singer. They don't yeah, give get a the, shit. Get the like, fuck yeah. out. Uh, By the way, congratulations Golden, on winning no! a gold. <laughs> We do not endorse that. Yeah, Golden Globe winner Brian Singer. Best best picture, motion uh, picture no drama. One, no one is being outraged online about that. Interestingly enough, because no one knows really. Um, it, uh, They've done such a good job no scrubbing host, it. Still no host for the Oscars. So interesting. That guy's got some time on his hands. By the hands. way, uh, Chopper Trap House nope, available. Nope. <laughs> um, okay, so one hilarious that Hollywood would like disdain a mob movie because it glorifies the mafia. Two, even more funny, is someone who's seen Gotti. Gotti. <laughs> absolutely glorifies the mafia in a way that no other mob movie ever has like goodfellas or scarface or any of that shit like it's intoxicating to have a a, a movie about criminals because like you know it's in, you know to p- have it on There's film is like something that's sexy it's inherently and, seductive know, but like they by make the a lot of money and it's there there are good times yeah but like of course the point is by the end of those movies it's not like the uh, point it, is it gets pretty bad the mob is good yeah. whereas Gotti is singular and I think it may be the first like gangster movie in America to ex- about a real person who killed real people so this movie's groundbreaking is what you're saying it actually is because that movie unmistakably is like John Gotti was a hero and unjustly persecuted by the, <laughs> by the U.S. government. Uh, he was, that, he like, was railroaded, And that man. like the mafia, you know what? It actually is about respect yeah. and loyalty and, yeah. do, and doing business. Yep. <laughs> it's, yep. it's just a legitimate business organization. So Gotti, if you haven't seen it already, please go see that. And, and Lisa hilariously points out, not to Lala's face, but in an interview, <laughs> basically yeah. like, She's named like uh, the Godfather, Goodfellas, Scarface, like th- these huge. Yeah, movies Holly- Hollywood didn't know what to do with any <laughs> of these critically acclaimed blockbusters either. Like cornerstones in our popular culture. Uh, see Gotti. Um, <laughs> so then, so then Lala confronts uh, Raquel after the fall. She tried to she tried to come at Raquel in pride and explain to her, you know, break down to her woman to woman, what's going on with her man. And um, Raquel says to her back in that at, at Pride, I just really feel like you're not supporting women right now. And Lala had to check her immediately and be like, Lala supports How women. Dare Don't you. come at me with that uh, that weak ass shit. And then uh, she said, um, your man is not Johnny Depp. Like no one just says <laughs> that they have sex with him. And I, that was funny to me because like in 2018, no, no one's one saying that saying about that. Johnny Depp yeah, either. No. But I, I got her point. I got the point. But then she starts doing the uh, the, um, the clap emojis in her face where she's like, what is wrong with you, Raquel? And then Raquel starts doing the clapping again <laughs> back at her going, don't clap in my face. I actually I actually thought, uh, pardon the pun, that, that that was a pretty good clapback on Raquel's part. Swish! <laughs> no, but seriously. Amazon Ra- gift card, riff of the day goes to oh, Catherine. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. But seriously, Raquel almost never lands one, in my opinion. I'm very Never. Ra- I'm very Raquel negative. Never. Um, uh, she just is like, she just, people just like talk to her like she's an idiot. And then she's, she's like. pretty wallpaper. Her, I'm her, sorry. Her, her comebacks are always like, I'm sorry. Don't call me stupid. James is sweet. I'm not stupid. Yeah, and then speaking yeah. of like a mob movie, like Fredo, am I right? Hey, I'm smart. Yeah, I'm smart. Well, if Fredo, if Fredo was hot though. <laughs> Fredo is hot. What are you talking no, about? No, John Cazale, Fred- legend, no, legend, no, no. legend. Fre- the whole point he of dated Fredo. Meryl Streep. They were engaged, and then he died tragically. How dare you? 
no, I, I are you saying Meryl Streep is, is, is unattractive? Why are you leading me right now? No, absolutely <laughs> not. All I'm saying is in that movie, he's both the unattractive brother and the dumb brother. He could get it. Oh. <laughs> Fredo Corleone. Um, <laughs> Walk me on a leash. A string uh, that I threaded through both of these episodes, uh, since we're talking about everyone's favorite couple, uh, James and Raquel, was I kept identifying to Will, uh, that's us. Th- that's you and me. I'm... I'm the Why? Ra- I'm the Raquel. Why? Why am I the James? I'm the Raquel to your James. Why? And this is this is how he reacted. So first I was like, yeah, we're the Raquel and the James, and then I said we're the Jackson, the Brittany, obviously. Um, never said we were Stassi and Bo. Interesting. No, mm. I did. I did say that. Mm. Leaving off your leaving your options open there. <laughs> I do. I do identify with Stassi a lot, but I don't. I don't know how strongly I want to align you with. Uh, with Bo, you know, we given, are we are in the state of play. We are all things. We are all things and everyone in this universe. Yeah. We, th- we contain multitudes. So then uh, Raquel says something about Lala's dad. And then like from the there, shit, it's, it's shit done. Hits the fan, it's done. Then. And then she calls her uh, Lala calls her a twat. And I got to say, not very feminist. <laughs> not very feminist. <laughs> no, I'm a Lala Calling feminist. Calling another woman uh, a I, I'm, I'm here for Lala's feminism. Also, she did this all while wearing this, as, as always, this insane, like, goth getup. She's wearing, like, a, a long skirt with a huge slit up her leg and, like, over-the-knee boots. Again, these are things uh, women mm-hmm. notice. Mm-hmm. And so for her to be delivering all of this, I, I was uh, here for it, as the kids say. So, uh... Oh, but then she she gets really upset. She ends up... It's a Tuesday. It's it's a it's see, you, see next you next Tuesday, and James is trying to do it s- set sober, and he did have one of my favorite lines where Hilarious. he says... He's like, see you next Tuesday, man. It's like, doing see you next Tuesday sober. It's like seeing Harry Potter in theater with the actors, the music, the popcorn. The CGI. The, ci- the cinematic experience, and then like you look down, and it's like, oh, it's just the book. You're reading the book, and that sucks. Again, hilarious... A, because he's saying like reading books are boring and stupid and, and not as good as watching movies. And two, he's like reaching for his pinnacle of like artistic achievement is <laughs> Harry Potter. All he can pull out is Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, honestly, James, I understand. I, so, love, I love books, but I get what you're so going for. So here's the for. thing. We go back to James and, you know, he's hosting See You Next Tuesday. Again, this is all like. It's just like sort of like watching JFK and Jackie get off the plane in Dallas this episode yeah. with James. Because you um, know you've they've already previewed. Yeah, yeah. He's, exactly. he's a dead man walking yeah. because Katie had delivered this. Yeah, ultimatum. Ultimatum. As we talked about. Bold move. So in the in, the, in like this sort of interview segment, like James is going off on Gotti and how it has zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the thing, James. If you had seen the film Gotti <laughs> and respected it, <laughs> you would have maybe learned a thing or two about respect. How to give it, mm. how to receive it. Mm. How do you essentially you can't receive respect. How to engage in the respect economy. Exactly. You might say. How to engage in the respect mm. economy. Mm. And, and we uh, see it's an it's an economy that's not on demand. Maybe zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but this was the key, James. If you had learned respect, you wouldn't have ended up in the position you were at the end of this episode unemployed. where we get to see Yeah, unemployed. <laughs> we get to see in the midst of the Tom Tom bar staff interviews, which are hilarious in their own right. James come in. James comes in. Lisa sits him down, and basically, you know, uh, says you your lack of respect, the way you treat 
women in particular, you can't be the face of one of yes, my companies. Yes, queen. And he's like, Lisa, no, no, Lisa, please, Lisa, please, Lisa, are you firing me? And then she's like, yes, I am. And he's like, no, no, Lisa. Lisa we no. Get to see he goes all the way to sobbing. It did not disappoint as far as emotion <sighs> goes. You get a lot of, and it's he seems obviously incredibly earnest, but this I'm isn't sober even the now. first yeah, this, I'm is, sober this now. is not even the first scene like this that where we've gotten James being like, I'm sober now, and he's crying to Lisa. Uh, so, so you're left to believe for five to ten minutes following that that this one's going to stick. James know? crying like an absolute bitch <laughs> at the end of this episode, begging Lisa for his job back. Lisa, no. And then hilariously going into our second episode of yeah. this episode, Ice Queens. Uh, basically seems like right off the bat he's going to get his job back almost immediately. Almost immediately. I was like, Lisa, come on. Like, so at least make him want it a little, beg a little more, because clearly he will. Moving on to episode five. And let's try to tear through this, because people want to know about our experience in the Vander yeah. Vanderpump world. I just have so much to say. It begins with, uh, at the Lisa Dog Charity, they're continuing their charity dog event by wearing uh, temporary tattoos, uh, face tattoos that say... It's never, it's never been done before. That say, stop the torture. And I'm like, that could be the tagline for this show. Both our podcast and... Hey, stop the torture. That's a pretty good name. They're going though. for that uh, like XXS Tentacion 6ix9ine look. Don't, face tattoo that just says... Don't think I want to reference Lil Xan. No, Lil Xan, stop the torture. We don't endorse them on, on this show. We endorse Lil Xan on no, the show. No, this, this is a feminist podcast. I don't think Lil Xan has done anything uh, bad I ever. Don't, I don't want to be on the record. Don't check. <laughs> don't my, check. My new policy is I don't want to be on the record as supporting any man just as an insurance policy. <laughs> okay, so they're at the Stop the Torture uh, dog event. Lisa is still very very much wants Chinese people to stop torturing <laughs> and eating dogs. Which, duh, okay. We were, we were talking about this like, like, like an international dog charity is like almost like the most like rich white person shit you like could parodyable do. like rich person charity You're saving dogs in another country like i don't want to say like i i support the work of rescue organizations in of america course, i think they're wonderful i we, love dogs we have rescued animals I, i'm well on the record as rescuing several animals yes. in the course of my life yeah. uh, one of them through a lovely uh dog rescue agency but Again, like it, you know, if you if you want if you want to support charitable efforts, like do it in America. Because if you're gonna be like, I want to rescue dogs from China, it's sort of like saying just like, but definitely I don't want to rescue any Chinese people. Uh, yeah, there are uh, there are some other humanitarian issues that you could <laughs> be working on in they, China, uh, like the dog meat market. Like they have about a million uh, Muslims in a concentration camp right now yeah, in China. Uh, Lisa, wait till you hear about this. <laughs> this is gonna, uh, gonna uh, blow you're your mind. You're disturbed by dogs being eaten. Uh, this will, yeah, this will blow your fucking mind. And like, and James shows up to the thing, and he's like already weaseling his way into getting his. He's like, you can already tell he's like, if I just, you can see Lisa if I can softening. Just, like, e stay eating this humble pie, yeah. like eat shit for a while, like for a week or so, I'll be sitting pretty. And you can tell that he's about to be right, at least in some respect. Uh, James gets disinvited from Ariana and Stasi's birthday party. They just sit him down. They're like. So about the party, and this so is like I wrote a thing. This is like the ultimate, you know, execution. As we talked before on Vanderpump, being disinvited from the birthday party is like being excommunicated in like medieval Europe from the Catholic Church or whatever. You're a non-person. Yeah, um, except you always get to come back. I just wrote in my notes. I would love a head count 
on the number of parties that James has been disinvited <laughs> from because he's absolutely the most disinvited cast member. I think Jax was disinvited like once. Uh, yeah, but James is always getting disinvited. He's like, uh, he's and like I just think that's such a f- that's a hilarious convention to me. Maybe uh, maybe we're boring and we're just not throwing enough huge themed invite only uh, parties for each other. But I'm like, I- if you're if you're so such a, like a, an emotional infant that you need to be like, uh, please don't come. You might make my other friends feel weird. Uh, get over yourself. Uh, James is and like and bed that's T says <laughs> James is like bed bugs though like you just can't get rid of him. I like know, it's just I know, but I'm like, how how much better is this party gonna be? At least if James comes, you you might get some drama. So then, um, we get a scene with Lisa and James's mother that was actually like pretty heartbreaking because Jacqueline, uh, James's mother is of course saying like you know I'm nine months sober now. It's like the biggest change in my life and. Her and Lisa are like kind of friends from you know back in the day, the yeah, party days in I London. I and it seems that uh, Jacqueline got James the job yeah. in the first place. That's so now Lisa has to say, "I, I, fired, I, I fired your fired son, ne'er do well son. I fired your son because of his like you know shocking lack of respect for the women that he works with." And James's mom, she starts like coming. She says, "Lisa, look." I know there's this movement of women right now. And we both but visibly tensed. I was like, where's <laughs> this going? And then she was just like, but when they, like, what do I do when they come for my son? For my son. It's literally what, like, people say when they're like, well, if you hadn't been such a bitch, I wouldn't have had to hit you. <laughs> it's and, she, and she goes on to say, like, uh, well, I need to know how they were provoking him. Basically, like, he would never do this if, like, th- basically those harpies wouldn't come for him. Oh, uh, pause though. Unrelated to the Vanderpump universe, uh, we did both really love our governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, today telling reporters like, "Stand back," or like, "Oh, charge I'm me, gonna me I'm, to you. I'm gonna t- charge you in the Me Too court." <laughs> and it's just like, "Yep, that's the guy who's gonna be our next president." Insanely tone yeah. deaf. Yeah. Insane. So, so good. So yeah, it's it was good. I really thought she was gonna be like, "So so time is not up on James." <laughs> I thought she was gonna be like. Uh, you know, I'm a pers- I'm close friends with Harvey, and I don't believe any of that. I <laughs> also could have seen it going there. It was like back in you know co- back in London when all those girls were coming forward to say things about you know James. I just didn't believe them. And oh yeah. dear, it was it was all it was it wasn't quite it wasn't quite there. But then we get a moment that like actually kind of was sort of gutting. In that, like, James's mom says to Lisa, but Lisa, you're his mother figure. And Lisa stops her and goes, you're his mother that figure. That was legitimately heartbreaking. <laughs> that was really well, rough. Well, and then she goes on to say, like, again, in a really heartbreaking way, basically, like, you know, she had a drinking problem for much of his time at home or childhood. And basically, because she had her own issues, she didn't feel like she could tell him what to do, which, you know, I'm not a parent, but... I see that making sense. And so he basically, she admits, like, yeah, I let him walk all over me and didn't teach him to respect women. And uh, and now he's calling people uh, whores and slacks. And saying that maybe they should wear Bermuda shorts instead of the, the short ones. 
James, what are you doing, buddy? Un- unforgivable. But yeah, and, but and Lisa tears up a bit. But, at Le- this. But, but like again, like the bottom line here is that Lisa's like, I'm not giving up on you, James. You know, even if you may not be doing See You Next Tuesday. Oh, here's the other funny yeah, James thing. James's James's status in the Vanderpump uh, <laughs> Empire is a little uncertain now. Here's the other funny thing about the, uh, the 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 Katie's ultimatum and the firing is that on this we find out that See You Next Tuesday actually um, pretty profitable. But like. They see a 20% bump on Tuesdays. 20% in a restaurant <laughs> bar is a lot. And like we're talking like Lisa talking to all her partners. They were like, what are you kidding me? Like I know. It's 20%. I know. Like yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and again, because if uh, you weren't taking people's personalities into play, uh, if James gets bodies in the door, Katie's a waitress. I'm sorry. Waitresses are very replaceable. And I was saying like if this was just Sir the Restaurant right, rather than course. the TV show – I don't think there would be much of a dilemma over who to side with here, but I don't think Lisa. I think she's smart enough to know that she cannot have the like be a, such a public figure and literally have one of her wait staff be like, "I don't feel comfortable working with this bad man," and then just be like, "Well, he makes us a lot of money." So yeah, that would well, <laughs> that particularly would on national television. Not a good wouldn't look. have been a good move. But, not a but good you look. know, Lisa is a businesswoman. It's true. She I, I couldn't have begrudged her it. No, don't. Okay, Will's right, about right. to spray Marty because no. he's on the coffee table. No, Marty's no, Marty's perfect. He can get up on the coffee table if he wants. Says me, and it's not my coffee table. Uh, but yeah, that scene was pretty fucking sad. Where do we go after that? Well, we then then like basically the rest of the episode is Stasi and Ariana's winter themed birthday party with again. The, like, just ridiculous costumes that these people have to come up with for every party. Oh, my God. Like, you God. can never just go out and, like, you know, get drunk with your friends or rent a, you know, a bar or whatever or just... It's always a, b- a production. you got to rent clothing and it's just... Well, and they go all out, you know. They yeah. rented this great house. It th- The house looked cool, but, you know, like, the party was kind of sparsely populated. It's a, it's a, it's a winter is coming theme party, which, you know, of course, we're both familiar with. Uh, Please don't malign me this way. <laughs> I do not... Watch Game of Thrones. What? The the Night's Watch, the White Walkers, the Wall. None of this means anything to me. This means less than nothing. It's it's the North. I don't want to know. But like winter is coming. I get the I know the winter. Winter's the, here. I know there's a winter thing. Please yeah. cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't didn't peg. I guess you know Stassi's kind of a secret nerd. So I guess you know also liking Game of Thrones is not for nerds. It's a major television show. So don't let any girl who's like I like Game of Thrones. Show. No attack her online if you see call, any of them. Call if them you see, yeah, if you see them doing that, don't, do, yeah. don't, don't let them Harass, watch. Uh, mention her a lot <laughs> of times and say you're not a real fan. Uh, uh, but yeah, the insane costumes and of course Sandoval always doing the fucking most. <laughs> He's got these crazy, uh, like white colored contacts, and I really hate colored contacts. He, look, I, he, he looked. He looked Broly AF. Do not bring <laughs> that onto this podcast. No. Just the whole party was Broly. No, no, it was not Broly. James was Broly. No, no, okay. again, no. Um, and so oh. it was really funny when I'm off that Broly. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. This is don't. If you don't know what this is, don't search it on Twitter. It's the word no. that everyone's gonna use in 2019 to describe anything. It's the all-purpose word for 2019. Just everything is Broly. Continue. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> My God, I just <laughs> wanted to launch myself out the window. Unfortunately, it's only the second floor. It's um, the first floor. If you say it one more time, I'm reading your address on the. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't have said what floor I'm on. Yeah, Uh-oh. damn. Come, pe- come to edit gonna, that out. People are gonna find you anyway. 
Uh, a little kind of tossed off thing, a little piece of drama was that Lala, well, she was getting a fucking butt facial, which at first I was like, a fucking butt facial? And as I kept watching, I was like, you know, probably would. With uh, Brittany. Yes, a fucking butt facial. Indeed, yeah. Oh, Lala is really going on and on about why she specifically, why sh- why this exfoliating is very important to her. And I was like, please. Um, but she lets slip. I'm sure in a very knowing and strategic way that like, uh, yeah, by the way, Sandoval and Ariana were talking shit about uh, Jax is probably just proposing because he's sad about his dad and like he could just go back to the old ways. And of course, Brittany relays this to Jax right before the party because they always have to be teeing up something. These people can never just have the important conversation not at the party or like, you know, the next day or something. They're always doing it like right before and during the party. So Jax has to confront Sandoval while he's wearing these ridiculous <laughs> fucking contacts, being like, dude, I thought I want you to play my bachelor party and stuff. You know, like, I thought you were on my side. While Sandoval is looking like like a, a pimped out version the of the queen like, of the north, of, of like a pimped out version of like one of those like Christmas claymation, like uh, abominable snowman character. Who's oh, that yeah, guy? The, the abominable the ba- yeah he looked like oh, a pimped like in, out like in rain or uh, i was about to say rudolph yeah rudolph, yeah right yeah yeah he looked like a pimped out good. version of, of the yeah, abominable right. snowman and then we do get to see jacks being like like what the fuck like he's like we have to see jacks do like a classic like jacks thing where he's just like he's like yeah like when you see people doing good like you want to take them down and that's just what's like going on now it's like napoleon you know like when he was king people were constantly trying to take him down you know in the roman empire and <laughs> you know violence plagues our society (laughs) honestly as someone who's online you know i can confirm people are always trying to come for you when you're posting that fire content you know they always want to take it from you when you've got it when you're on top you know Mm -hmm. you see see those fins in the water that's cloud sharks (laughs) the cloud sharks they smell that blood they're they're circling they're circling and they're like yo come on man pull up he's got clout um uh, the other thing i really liked about the party was uh just kind of surveying people's uh, differing levels of commitment and uh investment in the thing obviously you know sasa saucy and ariana's party so they you know clearly had makeup teams and their hair done and expensive costumes Lala just rolls up wearing like a a polar tech fleece that's like black. She's wearing all black. It's actually like definitively not a fit for someone who is always wearing the absolute most to go do like really mundane I shit. Think she, she was conscious of that. This is a planned, uh, subtle. Not even not that subtle. That's kind of a, a dig. At, yeah, being um, like I don't. I'm not gonna honor because what a dumbass flex to be like. I'm gonna make all my adult friends do this intricate theme. Will and I are very much on the record, uh, sorry, as being anti-adult birthday parties. And so watching the deal that these people make about their birthdays is like already somewhat like sickening to me. You're also on the record as being anti-Halloween, you know? I d- no, I absolutely am. Oh, this no fun over here. I'm, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> I'm an anti-holiday. Um, and then I go, not much to say about the party. Other than like it, it, fine. it ends with like Ariana being like, I just love Bo so much. He's so much better than Patrick. Stassi like, is saying, oh this. sorry, oh sorry, yeah. Stassi. Sorry. Obviously, Stassi was saying like, I love Bo so much. 
It's just things are so different now. He and makes she you does feel seem genuinely really happy. He makes you feel so good. Oh, yeah. Or her mom was at the party being well, super I horny to Bo as well. Being oh, like, yeah. Mm, I can hang a hand candy cane off that. On you your know? package. Like, yeah. yeah. Real multiple comments about being her super horned up. Daughter's boyfriend's And then junk. it's like, uh, and then it's just like cut ahead like an hour in time. Stasi is like alone in the bathroom, just angrily taking her makeup off, calling Bo like every fucking two seconds, leaving angry voicemails, being like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I can't. And it's just basically entreating him to like come to bed like i'm done with the party and it was and it's just he's just upstairs like he, like and the, like, we like looked at the times on this and it was like he like didn't text back in like for like 10 minutes or something i, I pointed this out because i'm the girlfriend so i'm the one who yeah he's the one who notices things like okay, that. okay all right yeah <laughs> no but it's true i'm, the, I'm Bella, the one don't you like when you uh like you know miss a text message for like five minutes and like it's it's a thing all right but i've never done this shit uh, like this makes me look incredible no uh, no no i would not ever portray you that way thank you this makes me look uh, uh, in public <laughs> yeah <laughs> this makes me look insanely well balanced but you know you notice when a little bit of time goes by so it's it, it she starts sending these texts being like come to bed at like 140 which uh you through this elaborate party not very late in my opinion but you know okay she's turning 30 she's not as young as she used to be you know as me will you remember what it was like to turn 30 and then also i'm looking forward to and it and then also turn 35 no um 40 <laughs> just staring down no. the barrel of that nope. gun anyway um nope. and then it's like 205 and she's left like three voicemails being like you're just i, s I know you've seen these texts and you're ignoring me so going full Stasi uh, terrorist birthday meltdown and they're cutting back to Bo obviously just has his phone in his pocket and is like having fun at the party which is still going on um, so can't wait to see how that gets resolved next time on Vanderpump basically Stasi just could not have a birthday party without having a meltdown and I like that she's staying true to herself that like against all odds everything was going perfectly and she had had to do it to him. She's oh, and she definitely is happier and more stable with Bo than uh, with that psychopath Patrick. They cut back to him again to remind you like how bad news this guy was uh, at the murder party. And you know, I think the thing that that is true is that around Patrick, she couldn't be kind of the nerd that she is deep down inside, mm. and that with Bo. She can be herself, and he likes that she's nerdy about like graves and murders. Well, and Bo, she also says Bo doesn't use those big words like galvanize <laughs> and uh, myopic. Myopic, and then she goes on to use both those words correctly. So again, Flex. slay queen. That's drip. Yeah, that's Broly. No, it's neither of those things. <laughs> that's actually, Broly. it's definitely not either. Of no, it's those. definitely Broly. No. <laughs> um, all right, but let's get to, get to let's get to what the people really want to hear. That's right. That's right. Vanderpod goes to L.A. Vanderpod on vacation. If you missed our live show, sorry about that. <laughs> it was at the Hollywood Bowl. It was, yeah, it was yeah. at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, all private tickets were so spoken for. our last night in L.A., Catherine and I, accompanied by Josh Androsky and his girlfriend, thank you very much to them for being our just taking the bullet on that one. I'm I was send just you guys in awe. Had, had we not had an interest in it, I can imagine they, this would have been the most miserable uh, fucking thing. They took us to, uh, yeah, West Hollywood, and we did a pub. We did a Vanderpump pub crawl. Sir, pump, Tom, Tom. So let's go, let's go through it. <laughs> Starting off with you 9 p.m. dinner reservation. <laughs> yeah, you Sir Restaurant. <laughs> it is <laughs> so dark you can barely see your hand in front of your face, which is great if you're Euro trash and you're there with your younger mistress because that light is very flattering. First, I just want to say 
Josh Androsky, Will Menneker in Hollywood. What could go wrong, right? <laughs> yeah, fans fans of any other podcasts know. Um, if you want new photo evidence, just hit me up in the DMs. Um, let's just say we revisited so we, the scene so of the crime. We got we got a dinner at Sir. So like, yeah, you walk in, it's like it's like a, a dungeon basically with like you see neon, that, but you see, see that, that neon light. You get to go past under that like trellis and that yep. neon Sir light. You see the iconic bar. Where Jax has dropped so many drinks <laughs> in the ice and not known how to make a pumptini. And it's, I was struck by how big it is. It's actually quite large. It's a very big the space. The main bar area is fairly small. Straight back, there were a ton of people eating in like a garden y space. Uh, we get led back to kind of a back room. Clearly, they had no idea who we were. Uh, where, th- where the back bar is, where I, Will, again, Will, not a completist, hasn't seen season one. Um, he doesn't know all of the drama that went down at the back bar in season one between Stassi and Jax, but I was, you know, giving him the Cliff Notes version. Now, who is it that sat us at our table and brought us sparkling water? Ariana's brother. Ariana's brother. Uh, Definitely works there. He, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, took us to our table, did the water, did multiple things. Mm -hmm. He wasn't like our actual waiter. Uh, We did get to see uh, Max Vanderpump, Lisa's son, also... Looking thick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holding down a job there on like a, what was it, like a Thursday? No, it was a Friday night. It was a Friday. It was a Friday, yeah. Yeah, so but he was he was clocking out early. So he he's, he's got that sweet slot where he was ready to go out. Yeah. Um, So like, so from my perspective, um, I, I, I get in there and like I'm, I'm instantly very, I'm very nervous. Like this whole thing made me very <laughs> what? nervous. What? Well, here's the thing. I told you, um, like, you know, like. Oh, I, I don't lie. If you have. Uh, like sort of uh you're high in a public place and you think everyone knows yeah did i mention i I was high going in there but that's not why i was paranoid i get in there and i had like the same sort of like drug paranoia like oh everyone knows i'm high they're all looking at me but for irony (laughs) (laughs) it's like i just i thought like i could just feel like everyone could sense that we were that i was here like i'm like no yeah i'm just i'm being here ironically but then you know as matt pointed out to me like i mean they're they're not ironically cashing your <laughs> your credit card at the end of the well, night. And as like. I observed later on in the night, <laughs> I truly because I had been smiling so hard, I was actually delighted by how terrible it all was, and I ended up having a really great time. Oh, we had a, such a good time. So it was a really great exercise. In uh, we were so committed to the bit that it I was, was like, I don't know where the line is between irony and real <laughs> anymore. That's the sweet spot. I know. That's so where that's you live. that's where we were residing this night, and so, I highly recommend uh, it. Okay, let's go through our, our dinner order. So for apps, no. So first we start okay. out. I'm trying to get that pump teeny. Oh my god! I wanna. I want some bartender to fuck up my pump teeny, a la Jax Taylor. The pump teeny is not on the menu. What is in its place is something called Lisa's quote big pinky. Does that refer to her? I don't know. Okay. It must. Yeah. It must. Anyway, so we get two of those. It is. It basically, like a glorified vodka cranberry, but no, like okay. So, like on the menu, on the drink menu, it's like vodka, cranberry, lime juice, and then maybe like something else. Like, you think of those like, okay, go ahead, describe I was this drink. To like, them. how could you fuck this up? Describe that what this drink was like. It came in a wine. We both got one. We both got yeah, two for two for us. Uh, I ordered, of course. You know, I was I was kind of driving this one. Um, as you know, the original Vanderpump adopter, it was kind of more of a pilgrimage to Mecca for me, if you think about mm, it. Yeah. Uh, they arrive in wine goblets, and I don't know how this <laughs> happened. If they just put like th- like multiple pumps of simple syrup in there when no one was looking, 
It was the sweetest drink I've ever had. And I've had some really fucking sweet drinks. I thought I was going to go into glycemic shock, honestly. Like, when I, think I had like, to choke it down. Like when I think vodka, cranberry, and lime juice, I'm thinking sort of pleasantly tart. No, Absolutely Catherine not. is right. Like I, I swear to God, have never tasted anything this sugary I in my life. But it was like and a $14 cocktail, <laughs> so I wasn't going to not finish but it. But also... It was filled with like mint detritus that you kept like sucking up through this straw. Yeah, I was like, why is this here? What is this? It's there not just little like little pieces of mint dirt just like swimming <laughs> in this like again, like I, yeah. It was I never want to taste anything sweet Bizarre again. Bizarre garnishes that. will become a uh, a theme of this meal. As 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 our, as our cocktails go on. Um after that, though, I just had to switch to a Lisa Vanderpump vodka and soda. Yeah. Because I just like, no, I can't do any more of their specialty drinks. Because honestly, if, if I had had another one of those, yeah, like I would be in a coma right I now. I th- and those were passable. My friend last night was pressing me because I was recounting the trip. Obviously, it's all I can talk about to anyone. Um, was pressing me about like, so what was the Lisa Vanderpump vodka like? It tastes like vodka. And I was like, uh, honestly, hard pressed to come up with that. I was like, well, it wasn't as good as like Grey Goose. It was probably like. One step below Tito's or something. It was it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you take us through our our the our meal? Okay. All right. So obviously, this is L.A. Most people are eating apps as the meal. We got to get apps. We got to get those goat cheese balls. You ha- go, you know, you folks, you love to see. Had it. to do it to them. Had you, you to do to it to them. Uh, hilarious, hilarious thing. The goat cheese balls arrive. There's three of them. There's three of them. There are four of us at the table. So. <laughs> Things served in threes, very, uh, and th- you know, so they're balls. Obviously, they come in kind of a triangle formation because what else can you do with three things that are ball shaped? And they're they're resting on uh, kind of a vegetable, sundry vegetable shavings. Just very limp looking vegetables. There were like definitely like I could glean like carrots and like some uh, celery or something green. But they were all wet. They were very wet. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> limp, uh, and they were sitting on there, but they were hot. I yeah. uh, my nightmare was these are going to be cold in the middle, and I ended up thinking these are fine. It's just I never I, I thought they were fine. They were just like uh, very goat cheesy. I was like, <laughs> there's no compelling reason for goat cheese to be deep fried. And I say this as someone who will always eat the deep fried thing mm-hmm. and also enjoys goat cheese. But I was like, I'm never going to crave this, and that's one point uh, of departure. Uh, the flavor of goat cheese is a little overpowering to me. It was mm. just very. Very strong on the goat cheese, mm. but I suppose that's you know what what we asked for. Strong flavors. We got the fried calamari as well, which I thought was pretty good. It was they're very crispy. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, that was way better. Yeah, like you know, but uh, obviously not iconic like the goat cheese balls are. So you know, they haven't really been featured on the show. And then like <laughs> yet for uh, uh, for dinner we like uh, between the, the four of us we split two entrees. Uh, Josh and his girlfriend split one because we're going out. Catherine, yeah, you know, we yeah. don't want to. We don't want to wear it's ourselves LA. out. It's L.A. We like to. You also, know, it's we, LA. We we're not. We don't eat. You know, you know? I'm trying to get my. <laughs> I'm trying to get my body right for the summer. I'm, I'm working on my summer bodies, <laughs> exactly. as the old Lala would say. Uh, so Josh and his girlfriend got uh, roast duck breast and roast potatoes, Which and I thought was a, a dicey order. I was like, interesting. Now th- uh, we did not share. Josh and his both the girlfriends said they're entree was very good yes they they are actually they he said he was very surprised by how good the and roast it came duck with was. like good sauce like some kind of fruity good sauce Catherine I and i ordered the lemon uh the chicken piccata what could go wrong this was like this, this was this was this was one of probably five or six 
chicken breast entrees on the menu. Oh, by the way, this place, of course, wants to charge you a $4 plate uh, split fee because, of course, it's L.A., so everyone is. No one's eating a full entree, yeah. which I just thought was hilarious. Uh, yeah, the, the, our chicken piccata, wettest meal I've ever had. <laughs> wettest meal I've ever had. It was so damn. And, uh, like, okay, first of all, when I think chicken piccata, <laughs> I'm thinking of chicken breast that's been hammered into a cutlet and mm-hmm. then lightly breaded and fried. This is none of that. Of course, no one's eaten breaded or fried yeah, anything in no LA. This was just of. a big old <laughs> genetically modified chicken breast. Yeah, that chicken had never was, seen the outdoor That air. was covered in capers. Just, just piled on. Piled like high. It was like there, there was a run on capers. Chef Jose hey, back there. Wh- what is this? Uh, 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 Ocean's movie? Hey, more, <laughs> hey, boom, boom, boom. More capers I, than we I knew didn't what come to up with do that with. Joke. I didn't come up with that joke. Someone else did. I forget, I forget who. But Credit I'm, creators. I'm crediting an, the anonymous creator of that. Probably a woman. Almost certainly. Yeah. Um, so and if I were going to be like a restaurant critic reviewing, look, okay, we got, with mashed potatoes and green beans, look, it was not horrible right like i, I the we mashed ate potatoes the meal. were the best part we ate the meal it was they like were, you know, they were clearly <laughs> instant but we were like fighting over the mashed potatoes because we were it like was, i don't want it this was chicken serviceable certainly not for what we paid for it but if i was a restaurant critic reviewing the chicken breast i would say v- intensely chewable oh it was so chewy you could just you could love to chew it that. reminds me honestly just of like some of my first breast. outings like trying to do cooking when i moved into my first apartment sophomore year of college where I just had this idea where, like, I'm going to make a chicken breast for myself. No seasoning. <laughs> not pounded at all. Just stick that entire thing in the oven. Disgusting. And I was always pulling Horrible. it out. I could Horrible. never Horrible. I could never figure out when it was done. Horrible. And so eventually I would just abandon the effort and be like, this is uh, a little rare, but I'll eat this. <laughs> That's sashimi style. Uh and then, oh, yeah, we got a, a New York-style cheesecake for dessert. Because, you know, we were feeling a little homesick. You know, homesick, you know. yeah, exactly. Uh, we weren't at all, but so it seemed and then, like, like the, they couldn't fuck up a cheesecake. Again, it, like, it sort of fine. leaving, we got, we got a tequila shot, we got a shot of Patron at the main Sir Bar. Because I, I was trying to feel like, you know, trying to feel like Jax. took me forever to get served. I'm, like, a New York uh, six and a half, but I'm, like, an L.A. three. So I was, and I was also, there were huge fucking floral arrangements on the bar, which could hide like, uh, you know, three children in a trench coat. So it took me forever to order these drinks, but. That may be true, Catherine, but you are a universal dime. Oh, thank Global. You. Thank you. And any city across the nation. Your dime. Um, you're, a, you're everyone's 10. Thank you. Thank you. But mine especially. And uh, if you agree, feel free to DM me. <laughs> mine, uh, well, Will will know. give you my email also. Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that. Thank you, honey. Um, so oh, my God. I just remembered. We took photos in the photo booth. There is a photo booth right when you walk into Sir. There's one of those, like, rad, like, Where make a face with, like, filters. Have and sh- them. Oh, I have them, yeah. I've it, Josh sent them. Uh, to, okay, well, I'm not going to give out the email address, but... Uh, I have them. I haven't looked at them yet, but like it was one of those wacky face filter things where it's just like, oh, everyone's a dog. Or, but then there was one where it was like a, a mud mask <laughs> one, where we all did it. That was just it was it was just like blackface. It was just it was the blackface <laughs> filter. It was, it was blackface. <laughs> um, so Will Menneker and Josh Androsky do it again in Hollywood, folks. I'm not sure. I was about to say that should be the episode art, but maybe uh, we'll probably maybe keep that one in our uh, back pocket. Be. Yeah. Um. Anyway. 
very funny stuff. And uh, so then we took a, we made our leave. We, we took, took our leave. Took our leave. Um, walked down the street. Oh, I took around the corner my, too. My personal project was I took a, a bathroom selfie in each location. Um, was actually kind of disappointed by how non picturesque. You know, all these LA bitches are taking mm. mere selfies. The sir bathroom deeply unremarkable. Um, and you can also tell as these selfies progress, I get more and more uh, <laughs> just kind of, you know, like I'm giving up on a lot of things. So we we walk down the street. Um, these are all within walking distance. They're, ex- all they're all quite s- you close. Can, a stone's throw from one another. Another reason I just want to make a brief Villa note. Blanca. I want to make a, a brief note though about um, fake LA bitches. No, just people in LA in general. First of all, West Hollywood nightmare zone. Absolute oh nightmare zone. Cursed realm. I mean, going there again was funny just as like a laugh. I would never want to go back there. It's well, next time we go to LA, we have to. I guess, and now we'll have to keep going back every time. Here's <laughs> what I want to say. Nobody in fucking LA knows how to walk down the street or like hold their body in foot traffic. You heard this one, folks? People in LA, okay. they don't know how to walk. I, sorry, minor complaint. Moving on. <laughs> Fuck. No. No, it's true. They don't. They're like fucking uh, donkeys. I hate it. New Yorkers invi- invented walking. Yeah, and we're walking here, and nobody knows how to walk in Los Angeles. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, still, so, so still then we wanna, go. Still want to move there. So though. we go into Pump. Yep. We go into Pump. Those big, ugly, recognizable P U M P on the. Uh, and we sort of sit uh, at like in front of this sort of like fire table. With a road, it's like fire and ice. Yeah, it's cable. very, it's very, uh, sir. And by that I mean Northern California. You know, like outdoor fireplace fenced in. Yeah. With glass. It was actually like nice in an LA way, but not crowded at all. It was I don't n- didn't seem that busy. I don't know how they're keeping the lights on over there. Maybe we were just there. Was early. there anything, anything noteworthy to describe in Pump? Uh, I've, I've now told this multiple, this story multiple times. I think this is. We didn't stay long because, uh, frankly, it was the most charmless and abjectly miserable of these locations nothing but i went to the bar to get drinks for will and i and uh i got a vodka red bull because you know getting a little sleepy off that food and will was like ah just give me a beer we're gonna be at this a while you know he's not as young as he used to be again folks um and i 29 i I think this is this really captures the experience i I'm like, Will wants a Tecate. Do you guys have Tecate? No, we don't have Tecate. Well, what do you have? We have Modelo and Corona. I say, okay, uh, Modelo. And then he, uh, I don't realize until he, it's a draft. So I get the, the drinks and then I get the bill for uh, a $7 Corona that, you know, obviously I didn't order. So I, th- I thought that was really, that captured the experience pretty well. Again, not much, not very, nothing very remarkable about Pump. We just sort of went in there, had had one drink, and then left to go to like the the you know the capstone to the yeah. evening. Yeah. Oh, we did walk out. Pump was where there was all that outdoor. Did you walk around kind of the? There's a very magical outdoor. Oh, I thing. saw the olive trees. I saw that when I went to the bath. Oh wait, this is with like little string lights. No one was out there. Actually, th- wait, this but is. But I, I was walking around like I own the place. I wanted to see the. I wanted to I see do. the the olive trees. But actually, I forgot. This is the one funny thing that happened to me in Pump. I need to go to the bathroom, so I I go over to the bathroom area, and it's like two uh, unisex bathrooms. And I was like, oh, you know, Pump, very this West Hollywood, very woke, you know, like mm-hmm. we're you know leaving gendered bathrooms in 2018. But like there was two people in front of me. And I was just standing there forever, and like no one was even coming out of the bathrooms. I there was that. no movement going on whatsoever, and I was like, "Oh God!" Like, 
all right, I'm you know just gonna wait around here gonna and then like in. and then like one of the the staff I think you know helpfully sort of noticed me and he just comes over and he goes, uh, sir, there's a uh, there's a men's room over there and the funniest thing was like they did have a men and like a men's gendered bathroom but it is like in the fucking back around the corner <laughs> like it's like segreg it's like segregation <laughs> it was like men only honestly as and it <laughs> should be as it should be. That is it's really like it's funny. it's like it's it's so like hidden and it oh, just might as well be like a janitor's closet really, or something. That's it's really, really funny. Yeah. Uh, um, then we depart because Josh and his girlfriend are miserable. <laughs> I can't blame them. Uh, they were doing this sober. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, again, I cannot imagine. And we then we have a pretty hard time finding Tom Tom. The sign is just like not great. It's hard, very hard. Like it, you walk by it, and you would not, not notice it's it. It's not lit, and of yeah. course, uh, you know, it's you can see the T's. But it's like thirty. It's like two yeah, it's thirty really feet high. in the air. You like can see it if you're standing literally right in front of it. But we must have walked by it multiple times. Um, and boy, what a hall of wonders! Okay, Tom Tom. Once we finally got in there, Tom Tom was magical. It, it was so magical. It was actually it was actually good. So here's the thing, like. All of the design, like I said, here's the thing. Now, having been at all three of them, like a big part of the show is Lisa talking about how hands-on she is about like the aesthetic and the design and the interior and just like, the look she lives of every one shit. of her. Like she lives for like to design and just match. And you ve that very much comes through at well, Sir and Pump. There. Well, here, no, here's what I want. Like my impression was. You know, we see Lisa. She's like, you know, every place I do, it has like it has to have like a distinct feel about it. Going to all three of them, they look the same in the same fucking way. They have like basically, thought, they basically Tom look Tom, the same. The TomTom Tom bar area looked unique. Okay, well, the, here's the unique TomTom Tom was the most unique one, but if you go to Pump and Sir, like Lisa's on some serious gothic shit. It's, uh, you know, gothic and neon and pink. Oh, there's it's like, like big like cr iron crosses everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's really. Wait, not iron crosses, it's some Nazi so shit. But yeah, there's like very, there's like gothic, like so wrought metal work. Gaudy, like so gaudy. crosses everywhere. Forgive me, Lisa, forgive me. Sorry. But Tom Tom. Is steampunk. Yeah, steampunk is hell. So like the, the, the bar behind Tom Tom, there is a huge like gears, like clock, steampunk, like clock installation of like like probably dozens of like gears turning big and, and going small, up, being up and, it, and down. it's moving it's all like moving it must together, have cost like, the like hundreds of, of thousands of dollars like if that thing breaks down that's like uh, to fix that what do you got to call in like the master guildsman <laughs> from the the clock <laughs> the, uh, who, the clock makers guild yeah um, yeah yeah i'm really i really hope they address that in a later episode because it seems like a huge bitch to have fabricated but something they were clearly very proud of and something that'll break down almost immediately i mean it looks like impressive in like a stupid way <laughs> like yeah. if you like steampunk stuff but i guess that was the only part of it that was steampunk that was sort of unique i guess and then yeah the so rest of it just honestly felt the same to me as like the other two places we went i like was really pumping the <laughs> uh the bartender for like so what do people order here like what's the thing and uh Ended up with very totally unmemorable two shots, and I got a cocktail. Okay, we got we had like what's the, like the signature shot or whatever, and he's like, oh, like this is one I really like. I don't like, remember blah, 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 what blah. it was. It was like strawberry and cucumber. It tasted like drinking a salad. Yeah, it, did it not tasted like like drinking a salad. It was deeply unmemorable. It I was, was expecting the way the Toms have talked about this place. I was expecting <coughs> flames. I was expecting <laughs> yeah. dry ice. It was like a kind of like a slushy 
strawberry cucumber shot. It was awful. It was very watery. It was just, uh, and, and horrible. And the cocktail didn't make an impression to and me And then you either. got a, the Doc Holiday cocktail, oh, yeah, yeah. which is like a, no- it's a normal cocktail, but like half of the rim of the glass just has like dried pepper on it. No, not not oh. table pepper, red bell pepper that has been like dehydrated yeah, and sort of ground up or something. Involved. And I was just imagining like a stalk of bell pepper. Yeah, I was too. In like the drink. Sitting in the drink. Well, and when you see that that red dust on like a cocktail, you think you, it's you like think the, spice. Yeah. You know, you think it's like a mar, mar you know, spice. And then I finally taste it and I'm like this tastes like nothing. It tastes like dirt. It tastes like dirt. <laughs> yeah, Why would like you do this? <laughs> it was I, it made so bad. No sense. It no was sense. Pretty wack. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't just not taste like bell pepper, which totally unnecessary for that cocktail. Uh, it tasted bad, actively bad. But we had lovely little drinks in the the back room, which uh, you know, again, plenty of space. Even though this was the most crowded bar property. And so you know, we should nice get to nice booths. We should get to like you know the capping off the evening though. We so when we were in Tom Tom, we did see Peter walk in. Yeah, we had seen like some peripheral characters on the show. We got to see Ariana's brother Max Vanderpump, and then Lisa's business partners like Guillermo and like the French woman. Guillermo was, was straight up wearing. He was walking around in his signature uh, T-shirt under a blazer thing, but he was also wearing a black baseball cap frontwards that had icon. In huge yellow letters, legend, which I thought was really a choice. Broly, um, and the the business, the French woman was like actually working at Sir. So yeah. So like those are peripheral characters, mm-hmm. but at Tom Tom fans, listeners, you will not be disappointed. We did get to meet Tom Schwartz. Oh, what a sweetie! And again, I was very nervous because you know, like I know what it's like to be approached as you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But Catherine, you know, Catherine big dicked it. I'm the closer. It's Catherine big dicked it, and, you know, she, she struck up a conversation Listen, with Tom. Ladies, all you have to do is walk up to a guy, spill your drink all over him. And that they happen. love that. Yeah. They love that. But we got a flick with Tom Schwartz, and I got to say, first of all, Tom, very tall. Surprisingly v- tall. He's like over six feet easily. Yeah, yeah he made you uh, look. Quite low side of average height. Well, there's well, there's photo evidence of all of this, <laughs> but uh, you, be, you be the judge, folks. Tom, uh, very sweet, uh, very nice about taking time out of from working to talk to us. Yeah, he was hanging. He was hanging out, and you know, uh, he was funny. And then uh, Catherine, at one point, you asked him like you were like looking at the little candelabras or whatever, and you were like, so like what. Like what? What you design here? Like what design elements here are your touch? What's your personal touch? And what did he say to you? Oh my God! He said, "That's all just like Lisa Ken and oh the yeah." Design. Like he said, "I didn't do any of this." What like, did he? S- oh my God! Did yeah. he say he's? L- or I also was asking, "What did he say?" He just said, "None of it." Yeah, is he my literally said, touch. "None of it." Yeah. And then I was I pressed onward because I was trying to get like something to report. You know, I'm a journalist. I don't know. Yeah. Something to report out of this interaction, other than give me a quote I can use, Schwartz. Other than obviously, like. 10 out of 10 would recommend approaching him. He was so nice. And I've heard that some of the others, like Jax, are less approachable. So Schwartz, huge sweetie. But then I, I'm also asking, so, like, what's your favorite cocktail? You know, you're a cocktail guy. This is your cocktail bar. And he's like, actually, it's something that's not on the menu. It's a, it's a beer and a shot. And I was like, huh. What a real guy. Yeah, I know. What I was like, dude. that's so, that's relatable. What a real dude. And we told him we were visiting from Brooklyn. He was like, oh, I love Brooklyn so much. I've only been there one time, but it was so fun. He's like, yeah, like, t- like tell Brooklyn, like, I say what's up. 
Tom Schwartz. Folks, Brooklyn, you out there? Tom Schwartz says, what up? I, you know, from the king and queen of Brooklyn yep. <laughs> to Kings County, Tom Schwartz bids you yep. adieu. Adieu. Um, or Will, hello. Will also, Aloha. I was kind of trying out lines. Will's always my wingman, you know. He's he's always there psyching me up to go talk to the fellas at the bar. Um and you're not gonna no, well not yes. gonna <laughs> no, I'm not gonna <laughs> never deny uh, it. Yeah, I stand a queen. Yeah. Okay, good. Um <coughs> So we're we're ordering drinks and I'm kinda I'm kinda trying out because we had seen him, you know, and I'm trying to figure out how to approach and I'm like, I should I should offer to buy him some some half shots and then we'll uh waltz up to him and use my line on uh on Schwartz, but he liked it. Clout sharks. He liked <laughs> Clout it. Clout sharks. It went over. It would. Uh, it would have gone over better if you know the creator had delivered it, of course. But you know, um, deeply us moments. Uh, that. Fellas. <laughs> and he did like it. He did. Stay it. stealing content from your girl in yeah, 2019. If, if you're not stealing content out of your relationship, what are you doing? And, so uh, he. That was. He was like. Haha. Yeah. That's uh. That's it, Tom Schwartz. Very nice. Uh, that uh, d- any any f- further observations from our 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 sort of pilgrimage? Honestly, it was my pilgrimage to Mecca. And if you're in LA and want to spend, you know, like thirty dollars on an entree <laughs> and fifteen dollars on each cocktail thereafter. Absolutely do it, <laughs> um, because you'll it's probably see some of the some of the gang. You know? Oh yeah, I asked Peter for a light. That's that's how I interacted with Peter. You know, okay. we were, mom, don't listen to this. I was having a cigarette outside, and uh, some uh, it was actually there was this woman asking Peter for like a picture or an autograph, which I thought was very sweet. And Peter's got let's show some love. And to then Peter. I had to dom him by not acknowledging him at all, except asking him for a light. I was I was drunk. This is <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really fun to hang out with. Um. So yeah. And honestly, then, uh, honestly, it was magical and. I'll be thinking. I'm still thinking about it because obviously the company was great, and the settings were just batshit insane. It it really lived up to what I was. It did. It absolutely for. Like it did. Was, it was like like a nightmare in the most pleasant, fun kind of way. Right, and the best way again I can t- find to describe it is there was a point where I was like, I don't know if this is a bit anymore. <laughs> like I tr- I totally lost the thread of. <laughs> If it was or not, um, and then to to, yeah, to wrap cap everything off, I think a perfect end to a magical evening. Josh drove us into the Hollywood Hills to show us the Wonderland Murders Mansion to do a little bit of light menacing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> while playing the fucking uh, the Sister Christian song on his car stereo, parks Will, in front of his house. Will has to get out of the car, <laughs> and. We we like literally just keep see in like mind, a, a keep shadow. in mind this is our second approach because Will or Josh fucked it up the first yeah Will didn't have his sound on or something so we're really at this for like way longer <laughs> than we should be and until finally you can see in the video Will posted Instagram you can just see like a shadow come, come out to the window of the house and being then we're like, like go yeah. go 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 go, go. Just, come on you puppies just trying to like push the car down the hill yeah it's gonna happen we a love lot. it we love it it was it was fun uh, we are fun. <laughs> LA was great. LA is LA is California. Thank you so much. LA, thank you so much. Thank Um, you so much, Josh Androsky, again for. I I expect absolutely, absolutely. He was a great, uh, a great guy to LA. And And his girlfriend. You know, I won't name her on the show. I don't know. It's not not a public figure. Exactly. Um, Uh, I would absolutely 
recommend, um, you know, I assume that kind of one of our revenue streams next year, maybe we'll start doing kind of like guided tours of these places, you know, like, I love it. Like, oh, for the <laughs> low, low price of TKTK, you know, you can dine with us at Sir, and we'll kind of show you the ropes. Once we get into that Patreon, once we kick this into the Patreon realm, we'll have like the, the upper tier. Yeah. You will have dinner with us at Sir. Yeah, if you, $100 a month, you can uh, eat with us at Sir. Ooh, that's, Just that's kidding. That's no, no, a deal. No, 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 no such plans. Um, um, but yeah, uh, so we're back now. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, Vanderpump recaps. Hopefully. Thanks for bearing with us while we were on vacation, but I think it was all worthwhile. Yeah, I was so pleasantly surprised that like people were like tweeting me wanting this. It was well, here Will's, you go. Will's used to this, but I was very pleasantly surprised. So we love it. We love it. It's all happening. It's all happening. Till next time. Yep. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.